Welcome to From Dream to Silver Screen, the podcast that follows the whole journey of making Wagyu Films' debut movie, Patriarch. The team are going to take you through acquiring funding, pre-production, filming, editing, visual effects, and even selling the film, all while providing hours of advice for filmmakers, actors, and crew, with hopefully a few laughs along the way. This podcast is sponsored by Zimplify, sales and marketing automation software that helps your business grow fast. Go to Zimplify.com forward slash Patriarch to get 20% off your first three months. That's Z-Y-M-P-L-I-F-Y dot com forward slash Patriarch. We're also sponsored by Mostly T-Shirts Mostly dot com. Fun and random T-Shirts and hoodies for real film fans. See if you can get the references. Visit Mostly T-Shirts Mostly dot com to buy your next favorite T-Shirt. Enjoy the show. Hi guys, this is Dave Roberts, the writer-director of Patriarch, and today it's just me and Keith Lupton, the production designer. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, we might be joined by Sean Bishop, the cinematographer, later on, but he's actually in the middle of something at the moment. So what me and Keith are going to talk about is, because um, around now, a quick update with where we are with Patriarch. Yeah. Basically, yeah. we're filming in um, January, it looks like. Um, we're bang in the middle of casting, so we should have some casting news for you in the next 30 days, which is quite exciting. Um, we're putting everything to do into it because of production design and what we need and sets and costumes and blah, blah, blah. But a huge part of it is we're location scouting at the moment. We already have some locations set up because it's January not far away, but um, we're obviously looking at different things. But we wanted to, as we've come across a a load of problems when we're looking for locations because we might find locations that look really cool, but as soon as you get there, there's a, a big list of questions that we ask <laughs> location managers or uh, things that occasionally when you start going, no, 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 you're like, wow, this is actually going to be horrific to film at, so we need to think of a somewhere else. So we'll, we'll start with that. Do you, do you want to go first or shall I? Um, you can go first oh, if you want. Okay. I think, I don't know if it's the most, that's the thing now, is if it's the most obvious ones or not. But the one we found is pick a location with a plan B if it rains. I mean, we film in most of our stuff in the UK, so the weather is ridiculous, ridiculously all over the place, uh, no matter what time of year it is. But what we refuse to do is sit around and wait for it to stop raining. So if we're, if it's an outdoor thing, obviously, um, we need to make sure we have a plan B of somewhere else. Is there somewhere indoors that we could film a scene? So we try and look for an outdoor location with this type of building nearby. Where if it rains, we can drive to that one and do a certain thing. Is there a, a place where, say, if there's got to do some voiceover in the film, could we at least get one of the actors and record the voiceover somewhere quiet without the noise of rain on a roof or on a, um it's, it sounds like an obvious one, but most people get find the perfect place. But if it, if it rains, if it, I mean, we've had it where it snowed yeah. ridiculously. Um, so what are we going to do when it's snowing, when you don't expect it? You need to have a plan B. If you don't, if all of your eggs in one basket in terms of um, using that location, exactly how it looks when you found it and blah, 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 blah. What if it looks completely different and what if it starts raining, snowing, lightning blowing a gale fog turns up randomly you just can't film what you're going to do what are you going to do so um 
good examples of that in terms of finding a location is just we find somewhere with something else nearby. So is there a building nearby where we could do usually the little faffy scenes, isn't it? The yeah. one, not the faffy, but you know what I mean. The ones that aren't huge scenes, but they could just be the filmed. fillers, isn't it? Yeah, so if, if it's in a hallway or something like that, or is it in a, doesn't need loads of, the smaller scenes with minimal co- uh, characters, does that have to be in that location that you were thinking of, or could it be done in a different type of thing, but the, the point of it still gets across. So that'd be my first one, is have a plan B for weather, because most people don't think and they hope and then what you're going to stand there all day uh, minutes go by and that's thousands of pounds to that's us it. Time, time is money and when you're waiting for for the elements to change because it might not even change so if you haven't got that plan b you're literally just going to be sat there waiting waiting for it to change and mm. if it doesn't that's a lot of money on you know on the crew on the actors the gear everything, that you've everything hired, you, the, you know everything the location you've probably paid yeah you've probably for. paid for location so if you're if you've literally paid for that one day and that one day is a washout mm-hmm. that's a lot of money that you've wasted so as it, Dave said the plan yeah. B is definitely important yeah it's not as if you get a free day because nobody did anything that day if you can't film anything you've still got to pay everybody for turning up in the morning and some people um I think one thing we've kind of learned as we go through producing stuff where once you've got a crew and things like that people just want you to make a decision so if people turn around to you and say, all right, we're raining, what are we going to do? And you're like, well, maybe if we let's give it another half an hour, see if it stops. People kind of lose all respect for you because you're not in control. So it's kind of like, oh, great. This is what this, this is one of them shoots, is it? We're one of these type of people. But if you turn around and go, right, we'll give you 10 more minutes. If not, this is what we're going to do. I think everybody would be a bit more confident in yeah, you as a 100%. filmmaker, wouldn't they? Um, go on then. What's, what's, what's your next one? Uh, <clears throat> I think the one I'd probably go with is um, it's probably to do with more to with the sound. Right. So when you're obviously going on a, a location scout, when you get there, when when you're at that location, take a mic with you. Take a mic with you. Obviously, just try try not speaking for like a minute or so, and to see what kind of background noises there are or, or, or whatever. I mean, uh, the amount of times we've come turned up on locations and everyone's like, oh, that's fine. It's fine. It should be fine here. Ten minutes later, a train goes by or an airplane goes by goes or something. Over. There's always a flight path yeah. nearby. Um, There's actually software, I think, you can go on where you can pick up flight paths in terms of where they're going. But sometimes you've just got to... You're done. As soon as you're waiting for that... Poli- Plane, you can't do anything for the five, six minutes to go over. And if they come over 20 times a day, you are knackered. You're buggered. Also, dialogue. So if they're talking and... Because we had we were thinking of a good idea of having like an interrogation in a... Um, was it a shipping container? Container, yeah. So, but you go into a... Sh- it's metallic. And so it's, it's just the sound would just be horribly echoey and tinny when you're in it. So we have to think of if we definitely do we definitely want that look, then we'll have to build a set for that, which yeah. is I think we've changed a couple of times in terms of the uh, interrogation room of what yeah we, we you know we were thinking there's of there's reasons like that though, isn't it? Rather yeah. than oh this would look cooler, it's just yeah it looks interesting and we can light it all nice and it look uh, not creepy is the wrong word but but atmospheric. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. if you, if everybody sounds like crap when they come in because for example we we're recording this. Um, uh, podcast in, a, in quite a big room with a high echo, so it's probably a little bit of an echo in it when I talk. And, yeah. Um, and it's, but when we actually talk, not we're actually like an inch away from the mic, so it's hopefully not too horrible. But 
Um, you got to think about that when you. So your boom mic is going to be a meter away from somebody. But then as well with on as you were talking before about that container, we've got metal ceilings in here. So if it was lashing down outside with rain, you'd probably pick that up because it'd be really, really loud, bouncing off the metal. um, Was it corrugated? Yeah, steel and, and, roof, yeah. So. and that's it. So it's not about always about the visual of the because we always say that you can kind of get away with terrible imagery, um, but you can't get away with bad sound. You know, you could. That's why films are there's films that are filmed on iPhones now, isn't there? That, yeah. that actually get into festivals and stuff, and um, and you can have you can have you noticed with found uh, nobody does them anymore, which is a good thing. You know, with found footage yeah, films, yeah. have you noticed the camera works so shaky and crap? But the sound is always good. Perfect. If the sound was was like a handheld camera or a phone, nobody fucking stick to the end of that film, would they? That's it. So, so it's, it's, we were talking about that the other day in terms of films like handheld cameras. And it was, it was Cloverfield, wasn't it? Cloverfield yeah. was the one we were talking about. Was it yesterday or the day before? Yeah, talking you, about the, yeah, the, the, he, the audio is perfect. Is perfect on top of, he's on top of a skyscraper yeah. walking along with explosions like, going on around them. And, and like the wind's really loud, but there's no wind going into the mic for some yeah. reason. But I think that's just us being picky production t- pillocks, isn't it? Yeah. Where um, if you're. But it, but that's an example. You can accept the shaky handheld yeah. nonsense for the good audio. So if you go into your location and it sounds like crap, people, people, it's grating, isn't it? And so, and even though you think, oh, might they sort it out in post? Why give yourself the headache? Because even if audio is not something you should sort out in post, unless you've really, really got a problem that you never expected. It's uh, more time again, though. It's more yeah. time having to to spend removing removing or putting an effect on something or or and then are you going to get a good have you, have you got a full professional sound mixing team to sort it out or yeah. are you doing it yourself are people going to know you're doing it yourself just sacrifice the the pretty looking picture for a good film that has good sound that's what that's what mm. i'd say wouldn't you my next one is uh, it sounds weird, but you'll usually find this on shoots which is full of guys. So if if you've got, um, well, not just guys, but sometimes a production crew full of guys with a crew full of guys, they'll go film in uh, the woods somewhere and uh, and happily pee behind a tree. But not everybody, <laughs> you know, so once you bring in some ladies in you go I, I don't want to pee behind a tree anymore you know so it's it's have you, is there room is there facilities nearby that people could use as a loo if not can you afford to hire um like uh i don't know what they're called in america but we call them a portaloos over here um which is that you know the little little cubicle things you have on construction yeah, yeah. sites and things like that um so you're gonna need to get at least a couple of those um, I don't think they're crazy expensive. I think you can get them for 50 quid, $100 a day or something like that. But if you've got, especially if you've got a, like a respect, a reasonable, uh, well-known uh, female actor, she's not going to want to be peeing behind a tree all freaking day. <laughs> but it's a lot of, it's weird that they, we're talking about pretty big shoots as well sometimes where they'll have all that in the indoors. But when they go out and about, they've just completely forgotten uh, somebody got somewhere where they could use the lo- the toilet, but then it comes down to that location scouting beforehand as well, because you need to know where that portaloo is going to go. Yeah, because if you're in the middle of a woods on a slope, 
How is the no van? Po- where's How's... that portal who's going to go on that slope? Because no one's wanna, no one is going to want to go on this toilet if yeah. it's on a bit of a slope. So, and how's the van going to get there to drop it, it off off the off the back of it type thing? And um, which it sounds daft, but it's these little things which people will ask you. Do you know like you found the location? You've got everything. You've got the crew. You've got, and then just before the day of filming, an actor's agent goes, "Okay, so where?" Where's a, a, a leads on to another one of mine really, which is okay. So where's she getting changed? And you're like, um, I don't know. So and you can't let her get changed in a portaloo. <laughs> so you got to have the the the. God knows what they call them in America. I think my brain's gone. But do you know what I mean. So it's um, you got to have outdoor toilets there, but you can't expect to get changed there. So do you need a little RV truck trailery thing? Because you don't want to get a big fancy trailers. But could you get a little what they call RV type van so that I'll let you drive it in um, and all that? But you need to have somewhere they could use a toilet and somewhere they can get changed. And ideally, if it's cold, they need somewhere to relax in between <laughs> takes. Cool, yeah. They can't just sit there in the cold with a jacket. I mean, we've all done those shoots, the, the, the low budget shoots where we've all groom and bared it through the elements, but. If you want people to take you seriously and you, it's treating people with respect, so if you're going, especially if, especially if you're not a, if you're not a big budget film and you're trying to get respectable actors, you know, in, in what, just you're trying to get actors in and crew in. Respect from everyone. To show them pro- actors, yeah, professionalism it? and respect, they will, even if they're not, they prefer, right, they've got two choices to go to a film. Maybe the other one's got a better script and a better character, but with your one, I can tell this person's professional. They got, they've, I've got some facilities. I've got somewhere I can go and read the script in between um, takes. I've got, even if it's something, like, you can get changing tents. Have you seen those mm. little, t- I wouldn't, I'd only recommend them if you really kind of a bit. Or teepees. Teepees. Talking about teepees. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's, it sounds like a daft thing, but that could actually, little things like that will put people off being in your production. Never mind it being a nightmare on the day of filming. Yeah. And even if you're like, oh, there's, there's toilets nearby. By nearby, do you mean a 10-minute walk? So, if so, Keith, if you needed the toilet, we have, we've got, but we need you on camera. Have I got to wait 10 minutes for you to walk there, 10 minutes to do your business, 10 minutes to walk back? So there's half an hour every time anybody needs a toilet. So then imagine you coming back and then the other actor goes, actually, I could do with the toilet as well. There's an hour down the toilet. Um and I'm not doing that. I'd rather pay 50 quid to have a portable toilet. So think of facilities. Has somebody got somewhere to go to the toilet, somewhere to get changed, and somewhere to get away from you? You know, like look through their script, have a break. Get, a bit get, of a rehearse as well, isn't rehearse, it? Rehearse, yeah, the other actors, warm up a bit if it's freezing. Um, Often it's a little thing. Well, it's not a little thing. People, it's a little thing in people's brains. Yeah, people people forget. People forget it. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. People just forget about the little things like that. They're too worried about oh, this shot, the yeah, sound, sounds great. everything, the light, and everything else. But they seem to forget about the little things that people do on a day-to-day basis yeah. that you know will eat up time. And so. you'll be amazed how, say, if you got a five-day shoot, and you could have all the contracts in the world and the money, but if two days in. So your actors or crew are absolutely having a horrible time and hating it. They won't turn up day three. No, do you know what I mean? It's kind of, but it's, it's going to drag and drag. And then people will not put the effort in and people will 
people will be snappy and treat you like shit all day because you haven't showed them the respect. So, but um, then that comes across in their performance as well because they can't be asked. Can't be asked. That's it. I'll just I'll just get them in their brain. They're just going get this over with. Get this over with. Um, but there's, but there's genuinely no guarantee that they'll turn up the day after because they'll just if they've got representation like an agent they'll usually ask for this stuff. Yeah. But two days in and they turn to their agent and say. Um, or they haven't got any toilets, they haven't got, I don't want to do this anymore. The agent will be like, get out of there. Dare them to try and sue us and break the contract. Yeah. Because they'll just turn around and illegal sense and said, you, you didn't make it a safe, fair working environment. That's it. Um, so then you won't have a chance. So treat people, show them the respect and professionalism by just having the simple things off screen will make everything on screen a little bit better. Do you know what I mean? What's your next one? Ooh. It's very close to the one that you've just talked about then, about the, like, kind of like the facilities and stuff, but this is more to do with other things that you need to think about that you kind of don't think about when it comes to locations. Mm-hmm. So think about when your actors or the crew and stuff are getting to a certain location. How, is the park in there? Yeah. yeah There's that's... something that people just completely forget about and they're just like, oh, you, you're coming in a van, two vans, oh, some, such as not getting a train. Up. Food, food is, trucks, you know, sometimes you've got, like, some people have uh, catering, but they'll have a food truck that, like, oh, they'll turn up, where's, where's it going to park and stay? Um, and if they've got, like, a trailer, how big the trailer's going to be? If, if there's a, a tiny car park yeah. for three cars, where's this trailer going to go? Where, you know, where, where is everyone going to fit? So you, that's another thing that you kind of need to look out for. If you're going into London, mm-hmm. is the park and on location if not then you're going to have to try and find out the closest ncp or whatever and um, yeah, the, yeah the, the, the closest car park to it so that's i'd say that's one that's a very big one mm-hmm. um that you need to look out for definitely have like plan a b and c the closest um car park to the location yeah and it's it's still it's even things like say if you've got taxis and well drivers or whatever to take cast and crew they still need a place to drop get dropped off. If yeah. you're if you're again, if you're in the middle of the woods somewhere and you've got a car park which is miles away, so they get dropped off then is somebody meeting them? Are they walking with them to can they be bothered walk? Are they gonna be knackered by the time they get up? Is it up hills and stuff like that? But you know, especially my, if they've got like a suitcase and stuff of like um, I don't know costumes or anything they're going to have something with them so lugging that across a field lugging that for 30 minutes to get to the location from the drop off point is something that an actor actress isn't going to want to do no I mean the actor said like a makeup artist she turns up with all of her you know those they usually turn up with those big silver hard cases don't they which are usually you need a bit of a help to so they got even all, even for yeah. us like when 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 we're going on shoots and stuff we don't want to be lugging all these oh, massive no. yeah. uh, pelly cases around these these pelly cases some of them are like bigger than me and i'm six foot four <laughs> i don't want to be i don't want to be lugging that across a, a field yeah, yeah and then having to go back to pick up a, something else so you just need to think about the parking situation and how close it is to the the, the location or wherever you're going to be filming that first scene because if you think most shoots have even if you don't think like a, a production to say our budget where there'll be several trucks and so yeah. on but you're usually going to have two or three cars as yeah. you think especially if you're going to say an actor's turned up in a car the crew have got four or five crew have shared you a think couple of you, cars you, you can't see anyone jumping on trains with all the with the gear no. to get to one location to the other the other thing is if you're filming in the ghetto and you think it's actually because it looks cool <laughs> think about the safety of your cars yeah. do you know what I mean if 
Um, if you have um, gear in there, do you see what I'm... You might have crew or cast which turn up to this car park and go, I am not leaving my car here. Yeah. You know, so it's... Are you thinking of a somewhere they can get parking which is actually safe for them and yeah. to, to leave it? If not, could you get some guy to help and be security of the car park for a day just to keep an eye on the cars? Um, God knows who you get to do. If you can't get, <laughs> can't afford security guards, but you know, if you've got a buddy that yeah. give him 20, 20, quid, it for, 20 for bucks it, yeah. just to man it all day, sit there and read your phone or read a book, you never know. But you'll be surprised where, again, talking about safe what's the word, working environments. Yeah. Uh, cast or crew turn up and they're like, it's not safe to leave my car here. I don't have to work today. Yeah. You, you can't force me to, you can't force somebody to park their car somewhere um, because they could be the best cinematographer in the world, got all the gear. If he, if he or she's got the gear, like the camera, and, you, and he's like, well, I'm not, we're not doing it. I'm not leaving my car here. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm definitely not leaving any, I've got bags and stuff to leave on the back seat or in the the, the uh, in the back of the car. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying it. So you see what I mean? So yeah, it's, yeah. It's the size. Have they got the size of the car park? Um, is it? Uh, have you got parking actually nearby to where you're going to film, or is it a huge? Is it a marathon to get mm-hmm. and a hike to get to where you're actually shooting? Um, and is it safe to leave the car there? You know, so um, you can you 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 do want to have something which is kind of. Make sure your cast and crew know that, um, what's the term? It's uh, leave valuables and that at your own risk because yeah, you don't want to yeah. be liable for any of that. So you want to make sure that they know that before they leave the car. You wanna maybe want to make a little sign or something or, or just a, make sure that everybody definitely knows before turning up. Because um, you, if you don't say that, you are technically in a working environment yeah. where you're hiring people and you will be liable for their valuables if somebody smashes a window and takes somebody's watch or phone yeah, or something like that. And you're not just paying for the phone, you're paying for the phone, the cleanup of the car, the window. Everything. The replacement car for a bit. So yeah, no, it's it's a good point. It's um again this is I think this is the whole point of what we're trying to do today is some some people they might be to us now it's obvious, but when we started, I don't think it would no, be obvious. No, we definitely didn't. And there's definitely people that we worked before who have not have like, oh, and, we, and we're talking some big frigging, um, for certain uh, broadcasting corporations hmm. in Britain. <laughs> That's all you're getting. <laughs> I don't think it's Sherlock Holmes would have to work that out, but it, um, that you know, this type of stuff has not been on the case, but. You can't blame them. You blame the production company that was doing it. They were in a rush. They're in distress. They've thought they've got all the cast crew and gear, and they've forgotten about everything else, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a it's kind of again leading on to from uh, kind of the points we're making is where people are going to eat. So yeah. even if you can't even if you can't afford actual catering where people bring their own sandwiches and stuff, where they're going to eat it? Yeah. So you don't want to be eating everything on your set around your gear and your cables and things like that so they need a uh, safe place to do it so um if you get in catering could you get a food truck or something they're usually the best um but in terms of what we're talking about today is choosing locations we've cho- chosen certain locations like for example um bits of patriarch and bits of short films have done was filmed in a uh, in a cold war nuclear bunker in yeah. um cheshire in uk but that's actually got a naffy in it, which is a military 
cafe, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so yeah. it's is where the staff used to eat, and it, they've actually turned into a bit of a museum now. So there, they so once we're filming, I think we've hired the whole place out, but they will still have staff there on the day. So on lunchtime, we can all get our food and 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 through the. People often forget with food as well. It's like you need a through-the-day thing. Yeah. So like caterers, which, you know, most people can't affect, but they do have deals, which is like people get breakfast, lunch, and tea and coffee all all day. Yeah, yeah. Like unlimited when you want it type thing. And nibbles. So I'm not saying you have to have that, but I mean, even if you have all that, where are they going to eat them? Again, again, you all... I mean, sometimes you think, well, we're all in the woods and we're all in this together. Great, let's do it. But well, if it's pissing down with rain and it's freezing and people just want half an hour out of the rain and yeah. when you need to think of something. So um, how are you going to feed your team and where are they going to eat it, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's when you were saying before about have, like having the... the the cafe we've got in the bunker I'm talking about now yeah, it's yeah. like you've got we've got the cafe there we've got the toilet facilities yeah. there's, there's car people, park there's, there's so much room for cars there's trucks pe- there's spare rooms for people to get changed and for make- makeup artists as well that's they it. need a, a space to get set up so that's it. there's loads of empty rooms in there so it's that not- was one of the reasons why we looked at the, the bunker yeah. um, because it had all it ticked all the boxes for what we what we needed and what we wanted so yeah it's also got they've got they're also insured, so they've got their own. Um, so anybody who goes in there, they might be covered by their insurance rather than us. We'll always be insured anyway. Yeah. Um, they've got somebody in charge of the place, so if we need anything, and we'll, we're, um, we're surprised as well. Where sometimes um, you will get little added extras and things like that. As I say, like this bunker has got. Um, uh, so we were just having a look because it was fun to just do the little tour thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, like, it was good. Um, but there's a one section where they got all the hazmat. Maz, hazmat, hazmat suits, uh, kind of like the old radiation um, protection suit, and uh, and we were just going, oh, that's cool, and she and she was just like, yeah, you can use that if you want. We're like, pardon, what was that? <laughs> say it again. <laughs> can you write that down for <laughs> us how, in the contract? Yeah, is that on the invoice? Is that what you say? <laughs> um, but it was just like, no, it's here as long as you look after it. If, if you damage it, you'll have to pay for it. But um, so um, we didn't even need a hazmat suit in it. We just made an excuse to have one now of just having a yeah. dead a dead even guy. Even if it was just dead someone on the floor with a suit on it, it still adds to the production value, doesn't yeah. it? Because we were just having a, somebody turns around the corner and there's a guy dead on the floor. Yeah. Makes it more interesting if it's like, because it's all dark and somebody's just lighting a room with a flare. It's a, it'll just look cool if we did a hazmat yeah. suit. It just tells a bit of a story, but we've that definitely saved us money on but the, it's not just the hazmat suit there's loads of other props and stuff in there that they've got that they've said that we can use isn't there like yeah they've the, got a mecca mock-up of a uh a like, like a, a ward, like a, ward like a hospital so we've made an excuse to make a short film just to use that ward and 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 it's but it, that's it it's all t- we started with it while it looked cool you yeah. know and if you go on like our instagram and things like that you can see some photos of it um i think it's at patriarch movie um but uh it's looking cool is not the point but as you say parking it's it's got a military fence around it nobody's <laughs> yeah. breaking into those cars um you've got uh as you say you've got the rooms for the makeup artists the, you've got a room for all the actors to kind of get their own space when i'm when they when we're doing their editing you know um read lines or practice um it's open 24 hours as well oh, for us it will be we have to have to pay for and 24 it, hours but we and can it, turn it's quiet 
And it it's is very, very be- quiet. When we were saying before about the audio and stuff of, of certain rooms and locations, because it is underground in a bunker. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's like a cool... It's three, creepy quiet. Yeah, it's like, it's like three floors down underground, isn't it? Because it's, it's, it's like a place in the middle of the UK which was keeping an eye out for Russian missiles coming in the, in the Cold War. Um, so, yeah, so it's... Per- but we see it, we film it, we test, did a camera test there, all looks great. But that doesn't mean, yeah, we definitely use it. Then me and Keith turn around to it and go, okay, here's this list of stuff. And that's pretty much everything that we've been saying. So then it's tick, 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 isn't it, really? Um, have you got another one? Uh, this one might sound a bit obvious, but make sure that you've got permission <laughs> <laughs> to well, actually film on your location. Well, it's even little things like, like we filmed in like fields before yeah. in the middle of nowhere. But you do think... Who owns? Is this public land? Is it? Is it? Does a farmer own this? Should we? Should the, we be? Like, whatever, I mean, the the amount of times we've been on shoots and stuff, and we've, there's always been someone who's come over to us. Some one of the clients has organised a shoot, and we've rocked up on this shoot, and we we obviously oh, have we got permission? You know, can we do this? And they're like, cr- yeah, yeah, that's fine. We could, we're all fine to do that. Probably 10, 15 minutes into shooting, someone's come over and said. Do you have permission yeah. to do that? What are you doing here, guys? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. We tell them, oh, yeah, oh, well, have, can, have you got proof? So then we kind of look to the clients like, well, you've told us that you've got permission to film here. Can we, uh, and, and, and we look to the client to say, you know, have you, have you got the proof? Have you got the, the contact? Then they, they go off, disappear, cause, and, and while, while we're waiting for the clients to, to find the contact details of who they've spoken with, we can't touch the camera, we can't roll yeah. until we've got that permission. And these are, Keith's talking about commercials we've made, so these are like with big, huge, yeah. global brands that should know better. But, um, and, and from our point of view, we just like, we, we can be for blame for that as well, because it should have been a, look, have you got this? But sometimes you just take people by their word. Yeah. So try and see some paperwork if somebody else has actually told you, oh yeah, yeah, we can film there, don't worry about that, because that's happened to us a few times, is it, where we've been told we can film, turn up in the morning, and uh, and then that kind of leads me onto another one, which was make sure you've got the right personal protection equipment. Yeah. Because we've filmed in things, like we've done scenes and promo on like shipping docks. Yeah. Where we've got there and we didn't have like safety shoes, a high-vis vest and a helmet. And they were like, well, you can't come on set. You can't, you, we're not letting you in then. We're like, oh, what? But, but John from marketing <laughs> said, do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so if you're filming in somewhere quite cool, who runs it? Have you got permission? Yeah. And do you have to have some kind of safety equipment? Sometimes you assume that they've got some yeah. to lend you, which is not that they might have one, maybe two, but you need to kit out your whole crew with, right, it's... You get that a lot with, do you know, like warehouses or places, construction, construction places, places which are like abandoned to solo, yeah. do you know, like because of health and safety, they won't let you in the building without, because um, there's usually a reason why they're freaking abandoned. So you need to make sure and do it for your own, never mind just getting it, just do it for your own for protection. Your own sake, yeah. You don't want somebody falling on a crew member's head when that's your fault, not, not whoever runs the location. Um, but yeah, it's usually when we go and shoot, we keep in our cars, safety shoes, high-vis and safety helmets, don't we? Yeah, in, do. the, in, the, the, in our van, well, we've got the helmets, the gloves as well. You'd be surprised Some how gloves. many times you need gloves. Yeah, sometimes yeah. if it's like a... We've done scenes in like pharmaceutical places or like laboratories and yeah. stuff like that, so we've had to have hairnet. Mm-hmm. You've had to have those nets which go into 
over your feet. Do you know, yeah. like the little slip-on things that go over your shoes. I think face masks, which face is masks. massive at the moment. Yeah, 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 face masks. So, um, yeah, what do you need to wear to get it actually into the building and to protect yourselves and protect? I mean, a lot of it is to protect their products and location, yeah, yeah. or especially if you're in like a lab. But, um, but you'd be amazed. It's either safety or it's protecting their. I mean, going into some museums, you might be asked to, if you, especially if you're going near their uh, artwork, you might be told to wear gloves or, yeah. or something like that, or they'll put boundaries around where you can go and where you mm-hmm. can't go. Um, and the other thing is if you've worked really hard to uh, secure a location, make sure your crew doesn't take the piss. Do you know, and it's kind of, yeah. uh, they've got rules, make sure they stick to the rules and because and, it makes you look like a dickhead, doesn't it? So if you've, we've hired somebody as like a third party as yeah. not on the production company and the, everybody's told them you can't go in that area and they're just doing it or they're not paying attention or they, they, they're having a cup of coffee where they said, don't know, drinking it. Yeah, yeah. You need to knock that crap on the head very quickly because at the end of the day, if you pay a location, they've let you in. If you're there for 10 minutes and they kick you out, you've still got to pay for that day yeah. um, because they let you in and it was your own fault. So if that went to court, you're, uh, you're paying, mate. So oh, uh, the one for me is make sure where, where's your nearest hospital? You should be having, you don't have to have doctors and ambulance, but you should have some kind of first aid trained person on set. Um, to do the the basics, sort of speak, or something. Like um, but obviously, you need to be. You need. To, can you get phone signal where you are? If something happens, can you phone an ambulance? You know, um, if you can't get through to an ambulance and you just throw somebody in the back of your car to get to a hospital, where how far is the nearest hospital? Yeah. You shouldn't be somewhere where it takes more than an hour to get to a hospital. Really, it's kind of. We always have kind of. On our call sheets, we have usually risk assessments at the back of yeah. a big list of things which are going to be, might be a danger when we get onto set, but we always have to note down the nearest hospital so everybody in the crew knows if anything happens. That's it. I mean, with the call sheets, like everything, everything on that call sheet, if you could give it to someone who hasn't got a clue about the production, will know everything, where things are, where the close hospital is, parking, everything should be on there anyway. So that's... That that definitely is a must-have, is the hospitals. Yeah. And my last one, really, I I kind of touched on it before, was uh, insurance. Are you insured? At the end of the day, if somebody hurts himself and tries to sue you, you don't want to go bankrupt because of that. You need to have some kind of insurance. You'll be surprised it might just cost you a couple hundred pounds to insure everything for one day. Um, But insurance is becoming a big thing in film, no matter what the size of your... Uh, film especially with things like covid um for example there's a big stuff now where for bigger films like ours um obviously we're not the biggest film in the world but it's a it's a hefty um you're looking at a couple of mil, couple of mil dollars now at the moment so um but when we start getting in touch investors things and people want to know where you need to put an extra 10 percent on terms of insurance which is kind of well off the mark but well, the, the problem is that most insurance company will cover you for everything except covid yeah. and that was, that's where the price shoots up when they try and insure you but try and get insured for covid because if somebody gets sick and then they can even if they did it in their own time and then so they went to some bar and but it's during the week of your shoot, they could turn around and blame you because you're the easy target. Um, so you need to make sure you're insured for that. But 
that specialist and if you're listening to this months down the line when hopefully it's all right um, <laughs> what's COVID <laughs> yeah let us know if we're all still alive um, but it's more you know if anybody hurts himself on set anybody you if you're the producer if it's your shoot you are liable for everybody's safety on your shoot and so if you're going to a really a cool abandoned you know warehouse and th- something like that and it looks great and we're gonna have a drug deal meeting and then we're gonna have oh, look at the light coming through the what looks perfect but there's a reason why it's abandoned the roof caves in and lands on all of your a couple, couple of your team else. or just trips yeah it doesn't even not like a death doesn't it just trips over somebody hurts their knee bangs the knee you might get a bit of an arsehole who's decided oh I can get some money out of that I'll get a bit of compensation compo compo then if you're not insured that's coming out of your pocket um, so get insured don't but and, even if even if everybody on your shoot is your buddy, you know, if you're all just mates making a film, somebody, uh, as soon as money gets involved, somebody gets hurt and somebody wants some money from somebody, friendships go out the window real quick. It's just handy to just go, okay, just we're insuring it's everything. It's covering your own back, Cover isn't it? Cover your back, yeah. And, you know, once you've, got, once you've got that coverage, you kind of act more professional when you do it. Do you know what I mean? You make sure everybody's safe and doesn't hurt them. It's like a weird little psychological thing of... of Hopefully, you don't want people to get hurt on your set. But if you're insured and you understand that somebody gets hurt, I'm actually liable. You'll be more serious about it. So, the, but to the flip of that as well is it's not. It, it isn't just insuring you. You, you obviously you're getting insured, but you're insured to insure the lo, the location as well. The amount yeah. of times you've been on the locate on a shoot, and before touching on permission, the person's come over and said, "Have you got?" Have you got permission to film here? Do you have your insurance? Yeah. And so we've had to... Yeah, they might not even let you through the gate. Might, if you, you haven't got insurance, some locations might, lo- might not let you in. So it's something that you need to definitely have even even before you go for that location. Yeah. Protect your gear as well, you know? So your insurance, you need to... If, if you weren't expecting the rain and your camera gets wet, your insurance should cover it and, and so you're not left with... Because, um, I mean, when we started off, we, we didn't do things like insurance and somebody sat on a camera once and yeah. we were left with a bit. We had to just buy a new camera. Um, usually when you're young and that, we didn't have the greatest credit to actually buy one straight <laughs> and, uh, to, to pay for it monthly even. So you'd have to say, we have to, rather than getting paid one month, it went into gear and stuff like that. So protect yourself. Protect yourself from a legal sense. Protect the safety of your crew and your cast. And um, protect your gear as well so you don't go into financial... Or you won't be able to finish your film because the good thing about insurance is that they should be able to help you get gear the next day. So rather than you just the, the production's just f- falling apart, you can know, right, if I hire something from somewhere else, the insurance is going to cover yeah. that money. Um, and then, yeah, so it's a little thing. So you can have the best idea in the world, best crew, best blah, 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 blah. But if you're not doing the, if you don't think about these things, especially when it comes to locations, um, you might be in some trouble. So, so protect yourself, and hopefully that's helped. Um, but yeah, if you, yeah, there's a few. I think there's a few. There's a few little points there which you, you tend to just kind of look past. Mm-hmm. You know, you always just kind of think, oh, does it look nice? We'll be all right. We'll be It'll all be right. Fine. Yeah, we'll be It'll fine. Be, when we get there, everything will be fine. But there's little things like this this little checklist of things that you need to have in place to make sure it runs smoothly. We found that Murphy's Law always says, do you know when you prepare for the worst, the worst doesn't happen. 
when you're just like, ah, we'll be fine, something's going to happen. Something will happen. So don't risk it, prepare it. And when you go looking for a location, um, try and keep all these in mind and it'll just make your life easier. It'll make the shoot more enjoyable and you'll keep everybody safe. So, um, right, so um, what we'll do is we always like to finish with a nice, either a <laughs> hidden gem, an underappreciated film, or something which loads of people haven't seen. So do you want to go? Have you got it? So I've got, I've got one. I think, I think a lot of people have seen it, right? How I'll do it is I'll give you the tagline of it. But well, when, you say tag, it. when I say tagline, it's, you, you, you got, obviously you think of like Jaws and you think, um, you know, just when you thought it was safe to go in the water, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. you'll never swim again, or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it is. You'll never go in the water again. This one is um, eight legs, two fangs, and an attitude. Eight, uh, it's either eight legged freaks. And it's freaks not eight legged freaks. Or arachnophobia. Is yeah, it arachnophobia? It's arachnophobia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this film. It's, it's kind of like my, my jaws on land. It's, it's what drives me. The fact that I think it's a PG or PG-13 fucking drives me crazy because that film is fucking <laughs> terrifying. It, it, I, just, I'm 36 now and I'm, I I, I'm scared of spiders because of that film. I can't do it. <laughs> it's, it's, there's, a, there's a part where I, I, can't, um, I can't look at... Uh, it, I can't pour cereal without looking in it first because yeah. in the film... A dead spider falls out when yeah. somebody pours one. Is it dead or is it alive? I can't it's remember. A de- yeah, because there's an. Is it when I'm in the shower, I have to look around because there's certain scenes like that. I is mean, it John, is John, is it John Goodman who gets opens the cereal, or is it someone else? It's someone else. He's the. He's the. Uh, he's just he's the, 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 um, the. What's it called? Eradicator guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's a, it is a pretty it's ridiculous apart. But it's it's pretty good. Fit, but it is. I don't know if it's just because my first spider. Where it's the only film I'll watch any film and not be scared of. Any film apart from arachnophobia, yeah. I'll watch it and like I try every now and again. I'll try it. Yeah. Ah, oh, come on! I'm a fully grown man. I'm six foot. <laughs> I'm going to try it. And I get to the the bit when they put that smoke and then like and all the, starts the falling out of the tree and then the huge one and then they're kind of like, nah, I know what's happening. Nope, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> it's what it's what it's the only film that I watch and I get itchy. Oh mate, well, I was trying to watch that. I can then feel them when I'm sleeping in my eyes. <laughs> I can feel I can, feel, <laughs> I can feel a spider in my mouth. And then you're when terrified it, putting your slippers on as well. <laughs> I love putting your slippers and not putting my hand into yeah. anything where I can't see where the hands go. I'm not gonna have. A, I can't shower without looking up at the shower because yeah. the shower head one under the toilet. Did, do you know what? It must be like what Australians are like. Because <laughs> like when my wife went to Australia, she's like. You need to be checking under the toilets. You need to be checking in the showers. You need to be checking everywhere for spiders but because yeah. everything, like because in within what, like two meters of you, there's always something that can kill you. Yeah, but Australians are used to it. Like my brother lives in Australia, and he just because you get you got to check and all that. But it's just it's British people and Americans going yeah. there, going, oh my god, oh my god, everything can kill you. But Australians, I think the fact that they're just relaxed, they probably yeah. don't get bitten as much. It's these uptight British people going, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. yeah, don't look at it. Like my brother in Australia has a, he says he's got, he moved into this new house and in the garden there was an upside down wheelbarrow and he's been there two years and he hasn't moved. I would not. He hasn't moved that wheelbarrow. He just says he cuts the grass around it. (laughs) (laughs) He's not lifting lifting that up. 
which that made me laugh when he told me that. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not daft. I, I don't, I could look at a wheelbarrow. <laughs> don't mess with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's the only one that I can't, it's, it's an OA film. It's, I'm, it's not a Disney film, is it? I'm sure it's like, it's, it's supposed to be a, it's, it's, it's not, there's not gory. It's, it's not anything. 1990s. It's just, it's that anxious, do you know, that anxious fear of, oh, oh, and then you just start thinking that, do you know, that, do you know, that itch you've got at the back of your head is a, is a, yeah. is a fully grown but it's not even because it's the, you got the big tarantula thing. It's those little ones, yeah. isn't it? They're like the most poisonous spiders in the world. Yeah, yeah. And it's just it's like, they, it's like they, this little village, isn't it, in the US somewhere where they've got just there's been some spreading of them, and it's just yeah. Because it was a was it a, where was it from? Were they in like a, an African jungle or they, they were some they, they were in a jungle? Go to some I think maybe South America, some rainforest. Yeah, they were in a rainforest, and then a. a a poisonous spider came over to America and breeded with another spider, another poisonous spider, and, and then that's it. why it was so deadly. Yeah, and yeah, and oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. That's my version of it. That's one where I can't, I, can't it's, I start getting shaky legs and I'm like, I'm going, I can't do this. I'm, yeah. I'm off. Um, I'd rather watch that than any, you know, like exorcist slasher type thing. I can, I can watch all that all day, but as soon as somebody goes, no, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I don't want to say it. <laughs> it's got spiders in, Dave. No, no. <laughs> no I'm done. Uh, right, my one to f- finish up is... Right, it's a famous one, and everybody's, a lot of people have seen it, but I'm saying it's a really... Inap- right, so it's, it's Alien 3, but the it's not even the director's cut of it, because the director, David Fincher, is done with it. He just said, I'm not interested. It's called The Assembly Cut. Where if you watch it, because the, the theatrical cut of Alien 3 is a bit crap. It seems a bit rushed. There's bits cut out. Characters kind of move and all that. And I think uh, what happens to Hicks and Newt in like the opening scene it mm. pissed off a lot of people. They were like, oh. um, but it's shot beautifully because it's David Fincher directed it and it got a good cinematographer. And it's all, if you watch how it's shot, it's actually, wow, this is actually beautifully shot. All the actors in it, they're all like freaking old Shakespearean actors. Apart from um, Ripley and, is it Charles? Oh, Charles something. Oh, you got, um, you got the guy from Game of Thrones in it. What's his name? The, the Charles yeah, Dance. The, um, so you've got yeah. Charles Dutton as well, who's the black guy with the, the shaved head, the, guy with, the cool guy with glasses. Um, and the rest of them all seem to be these, it seems to be some prison full of English Shakespearean actors. Um, so the acting levels is really good. The special effects are a bit dodgy here and there, but it was because it was made, you know, ninety three, ninety four, whenever. What, what year was it? It was ninety two. Ninety two. So it's, it's, there's going to be bits which are a bit ropey, but it's actually, I say, give it another shot because Aliens is probably one of my favourite films, and Aliens, everybody loves Alien and Aliens. I think so it's because people were comparing them. That's the point. That's the problem. It's different. So the first, Alien is more of like a claustrophobic, yeah, like hor- horror. It's basically a horror story. It's a haunted house, basically, yeah. but in space. And Aliens is more of like an action horror, which is kind of... Alien 3 is a... Is a it's quite cool because they haven't got any technology. It's like a set in a prison where they kind of like they've got to do, got it's to get like rid of a things. It's kind of post-apocalyptic, a little bit, weird, yeah. Weird and and they're it? going back to one alien rather than loads. And um, uh, and it's, it's, I say, just give it another shot, but watch the assembled version of it, the assembled cut, because it's really good. There's like whole sections of it where you're like, that's actually a really cool idea, and they just got rid of it. Hmm. 
Like there's a section with, there's this psych, do you know when the McCann's exactly from Liverpool? Do you know when there's, there's Paul McCann, whoever his name, he was Doctor Who for a bit. He is actually like a psychopath serial killer in it. And there's this whole sequence of him worshipping the alien and there's a sequence where they try and trap the alien and they trap it and yeah. he because he worships it he try he's, his whole thing becomes to escape it, yeah, yeah. and let it out and things like that and and they and that's and they cut it out and you kind of like that's actually really good. so they cut out so much stuff in terms of character and uh, suspense and, and it's really well made and it's actually a good story so it's not exactly a hidden gem but i'm just saying it's under given another watch that's all i say <laughs> What about I, I, love, what about, I love it. Is it, was it oh, Alien, Alien Resurrection. Resurrection, that's the one. That. Uh, I think that one's just... <laughs> I wouldn't say that's shit. I just say it's, that's just a bit of fun. I didn't I, mind it. You know, it's, it's just like, yeah, that's... that's it's, it's, uh, but if you... If you, if you it's if silly, gonna compare, it's If you're going to compare it to the early ones, then exactly. it's going to be... Exactly. It's not going to hold up to, like, one, two, yeah. or three. That's it. But if you watch it just with an open mind, it's kind of like a good film. Just watch it. And that's the thing where, because I think I just went back to Alien 3 when I hadn't watched Alien or Aliens in ages. Yeah. Just going, oh, the Alien 3. Jesus, I haven't watched that in, since it came out. And then yeah. I just put it on the special edition assembly cut. And I watched it. And you're like, this is, this is really good. It's just a good horror film, good suspense, well acted, beautifully shot. Because um, it's all weird, low angles low looking shots, up, which you don't yeah. see a lot. Um, and I was like, I was just, you know, at the end of it, you're like, that was it. I don't see what everybody's fucking problem is. It's actually really That's good. it. Look, next time you watch it, have a look at the camera, camera angles. Everything is kind of below looking up, looking isn't up. it? Which is, because I think they got, don't think of. They got sets where usually you don't shoot upwards because the set is just full of lights yeah. at, at the top. But he, he just decided that he was going to make sure that, oh, well, these sets have actually made cool, rooms. Yeah. And it's all, it kind of just adds to the suspense and who's creepy and, um, but give it another shot. Alien 3, Assembly <laughs> Cut. It's usually on the special edition Blu-ray or whatever. Um, and watch Arachnophobia at <laughs> night. <laughs> Eating by cereal. By yourself. <laughs> Eating cereal <laughs> out the box. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll see you later, guys. Thanks very much. Cheers. You. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. To find out more about the making of Patriarch, follow the team on social by searching Patriarch Movie on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Or visit patriarch-movie.com for more information. This podcast is sponsored by Zimplify, sales and marketing automation software that helps your business grow fast. Go to zimplify.com forward slash patriarch to get 20% off your first three months. That's zymplify.com forward slash patriarch. We're also sponsored by Mostly T-shirts, mostly.com. Fun and random T-shirts and hoodies for real film fans. See if you can get the references. Visit MostlyTShirtsMostly.com to buy your next favourite t-shirt. This podcast was produced by Wagyu Films.